How did the name Skillet stick? Okay. Was it a love of eggs? I'm guessing a love of eggs. Yeah. Was it truly like one of those like just weird? Let's call ourselves bare naked ladies. He loves you know, and let's just you know just I mean meatloaf. Yeah, meatloaf. Yeah, Yeah, that'll work. You know, even worse. Yeah. You know, skill is pretty bad, but you kind of nailed it on the head because it it was the '90s. going on america i am graham allen and we are here on location in dallas texas at the bomb factory and with us is john cooper from skillet what's going on man what's up dude thanks so much for hanging out with us i love it today this is a super cool episode for me uh, and Alyssa, because and me, and, and Jake, and Jake, <laughs> and me, yeah, <laughs> because this is one of those, uh, you know, you never think that you're going to be in a position one day to hang out with the people that you grew up listening to that that were just, you know, larger than life, you know, untouchable, so to speak, and yet here we are, and Skillet is uh, definitely that kind of band for me, and I know it is. For Alyssa, yeah, we grew up too. With you. And they say never meet your heroes. And, so, <laughs> and John wait, is well, definitely I falling was, in that cat. Well, no, I'm I was, just kidding. I was worried, you know, because you never know what people are actually like. But right. you have exceeded expectations. Yes, just so you know. Yes, oh, super, I thoroughly nice. enjoy getting super to know you. Super down to earth guy. You've got a majestic beard. Uh, I'm jealous. But 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 real That's quick, good. real quick, let's do some business stuff for you. So you guys are on tour right now because uh, this is your new album tour, right? That's right. Yeah, the new record came out about two months ago. Uh huh. Called Victorious. Yep. And on the road, I think we, I was saying, I think we got about five shows left. Yeah, in, in the States. In the States. Yeah. Then off to Europe. Then off to Europe. How long is your Europe tour? About six weeks. Oh, wow. okay. okay. Yeah, and so we come back December 16. So we'll have to come back from Europe and go get a tree. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and start eating cookies December 17. That's so right. what's the, <laughs> is there, I mean, and this isn't a like, yay, America thing. It, it, are people, are fans more engaged here, would you say? Because some, some people say that, man, the Europe crowd is yeah. intense. You know, I kind see of what thing. you're saying. I would say, I will say there's a little bit of a difference. Okay. Uh, Europe fans are, are very passionate. Yeah, and they are less trend driven, so okay. th- they're not like, oh, they don't have a song on the radio, I'm not going. Okay, you know? or oh, okay. they got a new song, everybody's got to go. They- they're kind of like, for instance, coolest thing I've ever done was Skillet last year. Okay, opening up for Iron Maiden in oh, Hungary. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's awesome. awesome! Wow, and you have sixty thousand people, yeah. mm-hmm. young people as well. Yeah. I mean, age ranges from fifteen to you know one hundred and fifteen for Iron Maiden. <laughs> um, but the point is, is that people still they love what they love, and they they, they might. They might listen to Katy Perry and Skillet. It, right. It's very eclectic. That's interesting. So it's a, awesome. it's a different level of fandom. It's not necessarily more, but it's not it's. You know, if you don't have that new radio hit, that's okay. You go yeah. to Europe, they still love you. And they that's still another, love you. That's a nice thing. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, so, interesting. So so, we've saved a lot of things. Graham has not episode. let me speak to John basically about anything <laughs> personal. Alyssa, all day long he's been like, shut up. Yeah, exactly. I, like, Tell I did John not say John. shut up. I did not say that. He really doesn't. That is a made-up exaggeration of what happened. I did say hush a couple times. But in a joking way. In a joking way. In a joking way. And so, and the reason why is because we've got... 
I know I have two really cool stories that I want. Well, you may think that's the dumbest story I've ever heard. Uh, but but like I said, Skillet has been a part of my life since I was around sophomore, junior high school kind wow. of thing. And, and yeah. so so this that's is a, crazy. It's a really cool you. opportunity. I think I was freshman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, I've been a panhead longer. Yeah. Jake has been listening to you the ride here. Uh, kind All of right. thing. And he, no, he really, I'm just kidding. I'm winning. I'm still kidding. have I'm new kidding. fans. I'm kidding. <laughs> Youth group. Seventh grade. Seventh grade. <laughs> All right. So, so yeah. So, and we've got questions from fans, and we've got a bunch of stuff we want to talk to you about. Awesome. But, but real quick, we want to tell you kind of like how. We feel like we're connected to you in a way. Yeah. And, and so we'll. Kind of creepy. That sounds creepy. What? Okay. Yeah. That did it, sound really creepy. It's good creepy. But it's a good yeah, creepy. Yeah, yeah. All right. So. so it's a good creepy. So. Uh, okay. Here we go. All right. So our son's first name is Jonathan. And he was named after one of my best friends. All right. That passed away. Okay. Uh, and that person is the brother of a lady named Helen. Hawkins ringing any bells uh, yes. and 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 you and Helen when you were in high school I believe went yeah. to prom together or something yeah, like that that's right. back in the day and so growing up with John his best story that he loved to tell and at Helen's wedding in his place I actually shared this story he would tell everybody he was like do you know how upsetting it is to have a sister that did not make it work with one of the greatest <laughs> rock singers of all time, because he uh, loved you guys as well. He would rag and her so, so hard. Every time he told a story, he automatically threw Helen under the bus all the time. Right. He was like, my sister is the worst sister ever. He said, I could be on tour with Skillet and all this <laughs> other oh kind of stuff. Gosh. And so that's a really weird way that we are kind of in a way, kind of connected to basically you. Basically, family. Basically, we might as well be yeah, <laughs> Two in the same off, family basically. tree at this that point. That is funny. And so, I mean, d does that, I mean, do you know who we're talking about? Oh, of course I do, okay, yeah. Okay. And, and and I I didn't know any of that. Yeah. And I didn't know that you knew Jonathan. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. Oh, that's know. right. You knew John. Why did that just yeah, connect me? Yeah, I didn't me? know that Jonathan uh, passed away. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if he were here... I would tell him that it wasn't his sister's fault because she was one of the nicest people in the world. Aww. I was the idiot here. Oh, yeah. She is, yeah, she is, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, John would be like, a, a whatever. He's looking down right now and saying that's whatever. the most politically yeah, correct that's right. thing. Oh, I've no, I'm being serious. Life. I'm not being PC. I'm yeah. being serious. But I, uh, that's just... Uh, Shocking so, to me. It's, yeah, crazy. Our, it's crazy. It's crazy. Our oldest crazy story. is named after John. Yeah, yeah. So oh, our oldest beautiful. first name is Jonathan. And and so, uh, yeah, you know, beautiful. John, John was a great dude. He loved you guys. Uh, yeah, and then another story that I want to tell you, because I want to I want to test you. I don't want you to lie to me. I want you to be for real, because I <laughs> doubt you remember this. I okay. bet he will. Let's see. All right. See. All right. See. Alyssa thinks that you will. I, think I, I will. don't think there's any way. So <laughs> I believe it was the uh, the Collide album. All right. Uh, I remember that. Well, I, I know you remember the album. <laughs> it was a long time ago, yeah. but I remember okay, the album. Okay, dig deep in your thoughts so here. So <laughs> you guys played in Columbus, Mississippi in Brickerton Yard outside for a concert. Okay. And me and my buddies were there, and we happened to stumble across a box at the concert. And we look in the box, and there's nothing but staff and crew <laughs> T-shirts in there. So I'm like 110 pounds, and this is like a triple extra large shirt. And we put these things on, and we figure out a way to get backstage. And we actually met you back then, pre-beard, pre-tattoos, oh pre-everything. They were in yellow, right? Yellow shirts? Do you remember? Like, it like, was like bright orange shirts. Oh, bright orange. And so at the time, we thought we were being smooth. 
But now thinking back, there's I'm no like, way. there's no way you didn't know that we had not stolen these shirts and snuck back here. Kind I of thing. do not remember that. I oh, told man. you. you told you he wouldn't me. remember that. I, I, know. I, don't know who to, I don't know who. To, I don't know who to believe. That is know, a that is a true. True story, one hundred percent. I don't know if I believe you were ever one hundred ten pounds. That's one hundred percent. I wouldn't have yeah. dated him in high school. He yeah. was little. Uh, Alyssa has made it abundantly clear that you, if baby. I didn't work out every day <laughs> for like twelve true. years, she would not <laughs> have not even true. remotely given me some creatine powder for yeah, a Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do this yeah. and call me in twelve. Yeah, months. Yeah, call me in twelve <laughs> months. <laughs> Pretty much. brutal. Yeah. I know she didn't go to the gym today. Yeah, yeah. I don't do that. You've been sick the past couple weeks. When are you going to go back to the gym? I don't do that. I don't do that. Anyway, so uh, he said hush. Yeah, he I did. saw he was sign language. He hush actually to you, said dude. shut like, up. Yeah. No, All right, but shut up. but but off of off of the the, the stalkerish stories, right? Well, I love those stories. Uh, on a on a serious note, though, uh, your music for me and for so many people have gotten us through so many things. The uh, the Comatose album came out literally two weeks before we left for Iraq the first time. Oh, wow. Me and my group of guys. Mm. And so we had a pass, and we went to Walmart out there, and I saw the new Skillet album and the first Red album. Yeah, They, yeah. they came, came out, out around the same uh, time. Same year. Yeah, exactly. And I bought both, uh, both albums back in the CD days when people still bought CDs. <laughs> what is that? It's a compact disc. These children will never understand. compact disc. Is that what that stands for? Yeah, I think so. CD. I think you're right. And uh, anyway, so yeah, we listened to Rebirthing and all this stuff, mm. and I got the whole unit hooked on it. And uh, yeah, going outside the wire on missions and everything, we'd have it blaring and all this wow. stuff. And so your mm. music has been a part of so many things mm. in my life. And so, again, it's just a really cool thing to be sitting here, like, hanging out right. with you. Well, tell him our story, though. Wow, that's, that's the one crazy. I like. Well, well, you tell him okay, our story. Okay, so... And then we got to let him talk at some point. People are like, okay, know, enough of y'all stories. <laughs> you told us to about. save it, so I'm just trying to... <laughs> I saved it. So, what was the song you sent me? The very first song you the had... The Older I Get. The Older I Get. Oh, yeah. So, that song, while Graham was overseas, he wrote me, and that's when we kind of... I don't want to say reconnected because we were so little, but he sent me, they had a whole video montage to that song of like him going on the airplane, them in Iraq, like him and Gary and Ken, all these people. Yep. And I had never really seen besides a picture what he looked like now. That was one of the very first things I saw. So that song, every time we hear that song, that's like our song. Yeah, that's so fantastic. Yeah, it was was good. That entire album. Crazy. And and I'd love to get your thoughts on this as a musician. Because I tell people all the time that that people get connected to music, not just yeah. because it's it's amazing music and you guys are awesome at what you do, but people attach emotion or moments exactly. to music, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I love all of your albums, but the Comatose album, I'm man, I'm back in Iraq. Like every time <laughs> a song on the Comatose yeah. album comes in there, and so my question for you is who was there was there like one band was there one thing that that you connected to when you were younger i I mean that got you through things i I mean who was who was your biggest influence there well you're right i mean uh you're right about the thing about um taking you back to a moment in time yeah most people have a story of when they fell in love 
the first dance, the first kiss, yeah. the breakup, oh, yeah, the yeah. first kid. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. right, the first kid. Why did you say first kid after breakup? Why did you jump right to <laughs> I don't know. Why did you jump right in that order? You break up, you got first a kid. kid. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. Don't, I don't, ch- don't challenge me. That's amazing. Don't That's challenge amazing. me. I don't know. But, yeah, you'd, um, it's funny how uh, music is is powerful like that. And that's why I read a scientific study that I'm going to butcher what it said. <laughs> but the gist of the study was saying that as like 90% of people will never like any music as much as whatever they heard when they were 14 to 16. Yeah. Because your brain yeah. is developing. You're, this is who I am. You're, you're making decisions on your own. It's not my hmm. parents' religion or my parents' politics. or right. my, This is my religion or or whatever you choose to yeah. do in your life, right? It's an amazing thing that happened with that identity. Yeah. And so for me, music was always a part of that. Uh, I've had a great life. Um, uh, lots of people had much harder things than me. The hard things I went through all happened to be mainly in that period from 11 to, you know, 18. Right. My mom um, got diagnosed with cancer. I was in sixth grade. Mm. And she fought cancer off and on for about three years. So it was like a three-year period of, yeah, I mean, just going home in the room, the house just feels like death, you know, that feeling, and chemo, she lost all of her hair, she whittled down to, it was a horrible experience, and so not wanting to be home, going to my room to retreat to music was always there for me. Uh, My mom did pass away, I was 14 when my mom passed away, my dad got remarried, Two months later, oh, wow. I started fighting with my dad. I, uh, me and my dad kind of hated each other for a long time, to be honest. And we've come through all of that, and we have a good relationship now, and, and my kids get to have a granddad, and it's really beautiful. Yeah. But that was the hard time in my life. Music, to me, was like salvation, and, and that would be everything from Metallica uh, all the way to Christian influences, even like Amy Grant. People like oh, Amy Grant, okay. which is yeah, surprising because yeah. I like metal so much. Yeah. But there would be something about Amy Grant's songs that had a spiritual element to it, but were a, things I could relate to. Yeah. Hmm. You know, but it had a, a sweetness to it that got me thinking about things that really mattered in life, you know? Yeah. But, but Metallica and. Uh, Oh gosh, Bon Jovi! I mean, oh, oh my, everyone oh, yeah. loves Bon Jovi. I don't know very many people who don't that like Bon Jovi. Don't like at least one Bon Jovi yeah. song. Oh, you know, you know what I mean. It's like yeah. your rally if they, song. If, pe- if you meet somebody and they're like, uh, "Do you like living on a prayer?" and I'm like, "No, <laughs> no, they're a liar." They're I agree. They're communists. Yeah. communists. They are not, not trustworthy people. <laughs> so you don't like music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly, so exactly. you hate children. That's right. You're stupid. All right, Bon Jovi's the all right. We. We've got oh, a lot yeah. of things to talk to you right, about. We've me, got baby. questions. But before we do, let's get into a sponsor. Let's do it. Self-defense is your God-given right, period. But it's your responsibility to practice, which is why I want you to go to your computer right now and get iTarget Pro system. This is the first dry fire training system to combine smartphone technology with the industry's best laser bullet. Using your smartphone, their proprietary app tracks a laser bullet, which fits your gun and will detect exactly where your shots are landing. iTarget Pro is completely safe, comes with a your caliber specific bullet and target system. Right now, get 10% off plus free shipping with offer code GRAHAM. Train risk-free for 30 days. Return if not completely satisfied, but before you do, go to the range and experience the difference. 
Take it from me, dry fire training will develop muscle memory, help with target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. Plus, you'll save a ton of money on ammo. Go to itargetpro.com, that's the letter I, targetpro.com, offer code Graham. All right, John. All right, so we've got some questions from fans of yours. I put it out today. What would you like to hear uh, on the podcast uh, from Skillet? And so, as you can see, we've got a lot. <laughs> so, I have, Come not, on, baby. I have not gone through these. So, I'm going <laughs> to just pick some. Uh, some people terrifying. just said, I don't have a question. I'm just freaking excited Aww. to hear them. They did not say freaking. I've met, oh. I inserted that word. <laughs> oh. uh, job, let's babe. see. Some people misunderstood what I said. I said, What would you like to hear from Skillet on the podcast? And some people are like songs. your actual songs. You know, <laughs> oh, kind that's of thing. funny. Can we skip the podcast and just play music? Yeah, man. Oh, that's uh, funny. All right, so let's start off funny. All right, which one is better for you? Are a hot dog or a taco? Hot dog. Hot dog. Oh my really? gosh, are you yeah. serious? Oh man, if I'm you all knew, American. Do you know man. how they're made? That is. I mean, I love tacos. Believe me, oh. I love a taco, but. I could eat hot dogs literally every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, my God. And I don't even care what they're made out of. Oh Lips, buttholes. I don't oh care. Oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> what, so that's what people that's, say. That's what they are made out of. Oh, I, I, as long as there's ketchup, it'll be fine. All right. Yeah. Let's get the stereotypical question out of the way. All okay. right. The one that you probably get all the time. This new album. What inspired the new album? What Doing it as long as you guys have done it now, where do you pull... Like your your inspiration yeah. from these days, you know. Uh, I love reading. I'm, I'm I'm kind of an avid reader. Okay, and I read politics, uh, philosophy, uh-huh. theology. I love all of that stuff. Right. And um, I like to write about what I see happening in the world. Okay, and so victorious. One of the things I feel most passionate about is all of the young people suffering from depression. Right, we live in a pretty great time to be alive yeah. right now right yeah. connected time i mean yeah. very connected yeah there's you know people there's there's not as much extreme poverty as there was mm-hmm. um uh, economy's going well but people are are sadder and yeah. more teen suicides and i'm i'm reading this going part of this i think is because of this lie that we have been fed that every day is going to be amazing. Yeah. Agreed. Every day is Agreed. awesome. Agreed. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. And yes. that's not true. Everybody over 30 is like, no, it's not. No. It's yeah. not. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to struggle through the mm-hmm. crap and the battles in order to get to the good stuff right. sometimes. And so I wanted to write a record called Victorious that's not saying you can win at everything you do. You can do anything you want to do. That's not the point. The point of it is this life is going to be hard. Right. Yeah. Get used to it. But you can be victorious through it, but you, yeah. you can't give up. Yeah. And part of that was inspired because, you know, we lost a bunch of uh, rock musicians to suicide in the last few yeah. years. Yeah. Chris Cornell, Chester uh, Bennington, Chester Bennington yeah. I'm a, which uh, I'm a huge fan of. And I actually wrote a song for Chester Bennington that was yeah. inspired by him, which is the title track, Victorious, that yeah. was inspired by his death. So um, I would say that's kind of the gist of, of the record. It's a very much like an inspirational cool. fight for what you believe, fight for your life, don't give up. Yeah. Well, the hard times are what make the good times so good. Yeah. You know? right. so, some oh, absolutely. Through, some right. of the best people mm-hmm. are people that have just had such an extreme battle. Hand dealt to them. I, I was yeah, watching uh-huh. Fox News this morning, and uh, 
Kyle Carpenter, a good friend of ours, he's a Medal of Honor recipient. His book just came out, and, and he's the guy, if you don't know, he's the Marine that jumped on the grenade. Yes. Uh, and so, I mean, mm. he pretty much lived at Walter Reed for like three years. I mean, he was jacked up. I mean, as you can imagine, yeah. you yeah, jump on sure. a grenade yeah. kind of thing. Oh. And just to hear him talk, he is the most soft-spoken just hey man it's gonna be all right you know right. you can do this kind of guy and it, it, when i have to get my blood drawn i'm in a bad mood <laughs> like i am like, like like i am i am the biggest sissy when it comes to any of that right. stuff and just have to think about the stuff that he went through and to come out on the other side of it and you know that kind of stuff anyway just some of that. some of the best people are the people that have just gone through just horrible things same with yeah. the um same with kids with cancer yeah. Oh yeah, oh, we we sure. do a lot of those uh, uh, make a wish, mm -hmm. and they the kids oh, I want to see skillet plays. They oh, they fly them out, yeah, fly cool the family out. We meet them. I have never met one of those kids that's complained. Yeah. I've never Amazing. met a kid like life sucks. Yeah, yeah. They're always happy. Yeah. They're yeah. like, thanks so much for meeting us. And I'm like, of <laughs> yeah. didn't have to do anything. Come say hi. Yeah. Your life is hard. Yeah. But these kids are are warriors. Yeah. And I I'm really inspired by They've that. made so many advances in, in cancer research oh, yeah. and, and yeah. treatments and things. You know, I, I can only imagine what you went through with your mom because back then I mean, chemo was this. Oh, it was brutal. brutal. It was oh, this. Yeah. The, I mean, people people literally just didn't make it through chemo. Died from the chemo. Yeah, and yeah. and now, thankfully, they have it to where it's like it's like outpatient stuff now. Like you show up, but it's still to imagine having to go through that as a kid, yeah. much less an adult. I, I mean, it's I it, it's question. incredible to think about it's some tough stuff. I would imagine. I'm oh, sorry, I'm putting things together in my head. I'm processing. Together, I'm a girl. processor. So. Make a wish then would probably be extra special special for you, I'm guessing, since your mother. I mean, you would. Do you especially that. take those? But because I, I love of, those. Yeah, yeah, I love the cancer sense. stuff, um, especially these kids. I mean, I, and and I just went to St. Jude recently. Very I cool. should give a plug for St. Jude because they yeah. they're amazing, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And do you know? I might get my statistics slightly wrong, but I'm not that far off. That's okay. Um, I so always do. So <laughs> let, let's. It's, just, it's pretty we'll close. Yeah, okay. there you go. Um, when St. Jude began. The, the the survivor rate for for kids was like twenty five percent, and now it's like eighty wow, percent. It's crazy. Yeah. So I love St. Jude. I love and, and it is special to me. Yeah. Special to me for those Very reasons. Cool. Yeah. All right. So let's um. Ooh, this is a good one. All right. So so so. It is for people that know who you guys are. Yes. You guys are Christians, and, yes. and you're very for, for good people that know who we are. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> for, joking, for, I'm joking. For, yeah, for the <laughs> Jesus loving people that know. But anyway, all right. So this is a really good question, yeah. uh, and and I think this would be super awesome just to hear um, how and if they spread the gospel through their secular related shows because you guys tour mm -hmm. with quote unquote secular. Yeah, uh, that's right. artist and things and and i kind of want to add to that so one whose decision was it for you guys to go that different route right, right. Uh, you know to say you know what we're not going to do just the christian church shows and i'd like to know too if you got a lot of flack for that yeah yeah so let's sure. start with Christians that first and then judgmental. we'll come back and then yeah. we'll come back to, to to their question so who's whose idea was that okay i th sometimes people don't understand this so that'll be good good to say yeah i've I've never met any Christian bands who don't want to cross over. Right. It's very difficult to cross over. Mm -hmm. In fact, I would honestly say it's a bit of a miracle. Yeah. Um, we almost got signed on our second record. 
Atlantic Records at the time sent out people to watch us play. Um, in the music business, we call them A&R people. Okay. A&R people are like the ones that come and see you and they sign you to their label, right? Okay. They sent an A&R guy and he's like, I love this. This is 1998. Okay. And I never wanted to be only a Christian industry singer. I wanted to do both. Mm-hmm. I was naive to think that I could. Okay. Because it's not likely. So they send people out. They oh, we love the band. We're going to come back and see you next week. This went on for three months. And they kept going, we're not sure. We're going to send another A&R guy out. So by the time we had four different A&R guys come out, and the last was like, I love it. Call me Monday. Gave me his card. Call me Monday. I want to do a deal. I call him Monday. He doesn't answer. This is after four months of yeah. the label. So finally, he wouldn't answer me for nearly two months. And I finally got on the phone. And he said, man, I just came here. I can't put my balls on the line like this. He's <laughs> signing a Christian band. People hate Christians. Wow. And he just, <laughs> people <laughs> hate Christians. <laughs> that was it. I was like, you sent four people here. Come to find out. Uh, you, you typically get signed by one A&R person, not four. Yeah. Right. So they were all scared. Well, Things uh, years later, they finally liked our record Collide. Uh-huh. As you mentioned earlier, we made a record. I love Collide. I yeah. Collide was so done. Good. It was made, and it was a rock album. And the label was like, "We think we like it. We don't like the Christian thing. It, it's very difficult because they they really just don't like the idea. They a lot of people still believe in sex, drugs, rock and roll. Mm-hmm. For me, rock and roll was never about that. It was about the music. Duh. It was Metallica. I never was like, yeah, let's go kill folks. <laughs> Sex and drugs time. It was yeah. just like awesome music, <laughs> right? right? Bon Jovi, living on a prayer. Yeah. You know, I wasn't like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crack cocaine. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't, drugs all the time. I, me and my friends weren't any. It, just, it was cool music. Yeah. So um, it's very difficult to do. And we finally had a believer this is a cool story. I think people like this. Do it. We end up getting signed by Lava. Okay. Lava Records was a, a smaller label through Atlantic. Okay. And the, the head of A&R at Lava Records was literally the only person in New York City that would take a meeting with Kid Rock. Really? Wow. The only one that took Kid Rock seriously yeah. enough to meet, have a meeting in his office. Wow. wow. Signed Kid Rock. They sold about 40 million records yeah. together. Yeah. So yeah. this guy... He did pretty well. He, he made did. some money. Yeah, he made some money. His name's Andy Carp, and he was a guy that was like, I just like finding the underdog, and he and he's a Jewish guy. He's like, I don't care if you're a Christian or, or atheist or... or I, just, I just don't care. I right. like the music, and he pushed just he just pushed the deal through, and the rest is history. So wow. for me, it was kind That's of a awesome. miracle. It but is a miracle. But a lot miracle. of bands want to do it, but there's still a stigma on what Christian music is. And I think there's some Christian music that is very much belongs in the church. Yeah. Maybe his songs you sing at church. And I go, yeah, I can see not everybody relating to this. Yeah. Then there's other music. I think like Skillet, you mentioned Red, bands like that, P.O.D. or Flyleaf. Yeah. That that sing about stuff that is very similar that you might hear on a Breaking Benjamin record or a Three Days Grace record. Yeah. Etc. Yeah. Yeah. I've always thought, oh, sorry. No, no, I've just always loved how y'all do your lyrics, though, because they are, they're deep. And they they are thought provoking, and they could they could kind of cross over, but it's very also like to me at least, you know, it's about spirituality, you know, it's about God. Yeah. But yeah. it's done in such a way. I don't know. I've just always appreciated how oh, y'all written you. your lyrics. Yeah. I think that what it is about Skillet's lyrics that I've identified, I think, <laughs> but from what fans say, is that they can be interpreted in lots of different ways. You can. But there's something about it that 
feels spiritual. Yeah. You know, and, and I would say a lot of people said the same thing about Creed when Creed yeah. first came out. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. like, is this a Christian band or not? It right. feels spiritual. Right. Evanescence. Yeah. Um, and even Linkin Park to a degree. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot of kind of gray area there. Yeah. And so for me, it's about being a Christian band to me isn't necessarily about the lyrics because I think that I meet people that are like, I had no idea you guys were yeah. a Christian band, yeah. you know, and people will tell me ev- literally every VIP, it'll happen tonight in Dallas. Somebody will come up and go, I'm an atheist. I don't get the Jesus stuff, but I, your music makes me feel good. You know, yeah. and, and I'm cool. like, good. That's what it's about. Yeah, yeah. To me, part, part of what makes us a Christian band is more behind the scenes. Yeah. Right. It's more what you don't see at a yeah. skillet show. Well, that feeds into uh, the, the fans question is, is from a Christian perspective, how do you in this uh, secular world that you find yourself in, and, you know, and that's a very churchy term, you know, sure. the, the secular <laughs> world. How do you how do you uh, express your faith? How do you, uh, you know, share the gospel, if you will, yeah. in, in this world? I mean, I mean, is there do, do you find you actually have more cool opportunities? Yeah, I do think that there there are really good opportunities because. In my view, the absolute best way to share my faith in Jesus is not by saying a whole lot. You know, it's kind of that thing you always hear people say, right? Actions, right? Yes. Let me give you an example. When I was writing my Comatose album, as you mentioned, yeah. we were recording the record. Somebody that I had written with, their attorney had, or excuse me, manager had said to my manager, they were talking about a song that we wrote together. Manager's like, hey, we don't want any credit for that, whatever. And the contract was there. And I said to my manager, hey, that's not actually true. Uh, he did help me write that. And he goes, well, I'll go out and ask his manager. But they're saying no. Went back to the manager and my friend's manager was like, no, no, that's all you guys. It's in the contract. Just sign it. And I said, I, I, this is just not true. I owe him money and, and I don't want to steal from a friend. It's just yeah. not good integrity. Right. So I went to my friend. And I said, hey, your manager's saying whatever. Here's the contract. But that's not how I remember it. And I don't even I don't know how much money this is really worth, but it might be worth ten or twenty thousand bucks after a few years, which is yeah. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, "I can't believe that you would." After my manager has has said no twice, that you still want to do what's right. And I was like, "Well, that's what it means to to have good business." Right. Now you can have good business whether you're a Christian or not. Yeah, you, sure. you should. But that's not the way that our human nature rolls. That's right. right. And so those are the examples to me that are really cool. I was on tour with a band I won't mention. Literally a week before the tour, one of the band members' brothers killed himself. Oh, a week before mm. the tour, mm. and you know I didn't know that I didn't know this guy. I didn't want to get in his business. You know, I never met him, but after a few days, just said, "Hey, I want you to know that me and my family pray for you every night. You know that that's what it is. We never talked about Jesus again. But my daughter at the time was six. And for three or four years, every night, it was, it was like the nightly rotation. And years later, my daughter saw him again. So I just want you to know, I still pray for you every night. And, and you're talking about like a grown man oh, that's wow. awesome. tearing up, you oh, know, wow. some kid that he doesn't even remember that's saying, awesome. I've been praying for you every, every night for that. So I think there's a great way to share the love of Christ without preaching to people all the time. Just do your thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we always have said, I know you I don't, You probably don't listen to our podcast, but I've always been harping on the, it's relational. It's just relational. Yeah, that's no one's, right. If you don't have a relationship, no one's going to listen to you anyway. Well, that's well, it. the best thing that somebody said one time is they said, uh, no Christian can save anybody. 
You yeah, know, that's for sure. You know, <laughs> and, and so I think a lot of and times. And thank God truly for yeah, that. Yeah, thank God for that. <laughs> but, but I think a lot of times Christians view it as like their responsibility to like, like yeah. save To you, be the right? Holy yeah. Spirit, that's which right. they are and, not. And that's where like <laughs> that's this exactly preaching right. at people kind of thing is birthed from. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that kind of uh, mindset where actually your only obligation is to basically show Christ in you, right? Like, like yep. that, that is your job. And, uh, you know, maybe your job is to <clears throat> get them to maybe a church service, but it's God's, that's God's lane at that point. It's yeah. God's lane to save somebody. Like we can't save anybody. Uh, and anyway, yeah. but, 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 but I like that. I think it's a good got- point. I'm curious if you got a lot of flack, though, when you made yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely some. I think there probably would have been more if we were more of a uh, uh, a commercial Christian band. Makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, we're already on the does. rock side. Yeah. We're on the fringe. Yeah. Some of those people were very angry, and they felt like they signed this mainstream deal, and now they never, uh, they never talk about Jesus uh, in their songs. But there was a shift that happened in Skillless Music naturally before we got signed to where I just felt like I'm only singing to Christian people Mm -hmm. and I don't want to only sing to Christian people. I want to write something people can relate to. So there are some people still that might not get it. I always have a ton of grace for them because nobody was more against Christian rock music than my mom. My mom was, my mom would rather me been a drug Christian rock. It was like, the worst thing. That's funny. It was like uh, like the number of the beast was like listening <laughs> to rock so and roll. Funny because, because so I grew up with it. I hear I hear Jesus in a lot of your lyrics. Like right. like like who I who do people think that you're talking about when you're talking about you know I'm reaching out to you you know and all this right. stuff. Who do they I think guess you're a talking woman, to? Maybe a woman <laughs> yeah. saves you. Right. I don't know. I anyway, yeah. before we keep going, let's get into our second sponsor. Okay. okay. A recent Gallup survey shows Americans worry more about burglary than almost any other crime. More than mugging, more than terrorism, more than car theft and murder. According to studies, just over 10% of break-ins are planned beforehand. The rest are spur-of-the-moment crimes of opportunity. In other words, random. Did you know most break-ins happen between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. in the middle of the day? And what's crazy is that one in five homes actually have home security. Maybe because most companies really don't make it easy. That's why Simply Safe is my top choice. Simply Safe protects your whole home, every window, room, and door with 24/7 monitoring for just a fraction of the cost. Their police dispatch is up to 3.5 times faster because they use video verification. There's no contract, hidden fees, or fine print. Visit simplysafe.com/dearamerica. You'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure you go to simplysafe.com/dearamerica so they know our show sent you that simply safe.com slash dear America. All right. So, uh, one person wants to know how did the name skillet stick? Okay. Was it a love yeah. of eggs? I'm yeah. guessing a love of eggs. Yeah. What was it truly like one of those like just weird, let's call ourselves bare naked ladies. He loves you yeah. know, And let's just, you know, just, I mean, meatloaf. You, you yeah, have, meatloaf. yeah, meatloaf. Yeah. yeah that'll work. That's you know, even kind of, worse. Yeah. 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 You know, skill is pretty bad, but you kind of nailed it on the head because it, it was the nineties. Uh-huh. And so people have to oh, put yourself true. back into a frame of reference that in the nineties culture was, it was cool to not care. Yeah, you know, oh, because yeah. the '80s was yep. so what it was, and it was like we don't even care, man. We don't even get like dressed properly. So, like, <laughs> you know, like Pearl Jam looked like they just came oh, from yeah. like 
college class. Yeah, haven't like, bathed in two weeks. Yeah, yeah put exactly. my cons and my, my little flannel on. I don't even care. And so it was kind of cool to not care. But somebody said, uh, oh, you guys are from different bands. It's like taking all these different ingredients and throwing it all in a skillet. And then um, I so I was like, that. you should call it skillet. That'd be funny. And I was like, yeah, okay. Funny. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, the 90s had a bunch of weird bands. It's Pearl so Jam, funny. that's a strange yeah. name. Yeah, that's a weird Corn. name. Corn. That's yeah, true. Corn is, in yeah. my opinion, the, the, the greatest living live rock band in the world. Yeah. Right With a name that's almost as bad as Skillet. What about yeah. Limp Biscuit? That's a, Limp Biscuit's definitely worse. Than yeah, that's a terrible. <laughs> stupid. That's a terrible. Yeah. Thank goodness that they were actually really good because you know that yeah. was the only yeah, thing they, that they saved that name. Man, yeah. they you, get past the with name. a name like that, you've got to be something truly special. So, so yeah. yeah, they had two words in there. They had two words in their name that you'd never want to be in your band. Yeah, name. yeah, Limp, exactly. Yeah. Limp. Who yeah. wants? Who <laughs> wants? Or yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. either one. I yeah. heard. I heard Godsmack talking about their name and how that came because that's a that's an odd name yeah. too, yeah, right? And they were talking about something like bad happened. It was one of those like irony kind of bad luck situations, and somebody was just laughing. They were probably drunk from the sound of it, and they go, "Man, that's a Godsmack right there," <laughs> kind of thing. And then the bam, they're the like, history. "That's it. <laughs> that's yeah. the, that's the one. That is the one." Metallica. Got their name just by looking in the dictionary. They were just looking really? for terms, and they saw like metallic. I played. Oh, what's the worst band name that you played in? Play. Oh, I don't know. Skillet. Oh. <laughs> I had. I had one. I had one. And I'll share it. Uh, I was in a band for a little while. You know, high school band. The, you know, it was just we. Thought it was we big timing. Yeah, we it was thought we were going to be eight pound wolf. Yeah, yeah. Our name. Our first name was uh, Skin Flint. <laughs> oh, that's horrible! It's a real Boy. name too, and we did the we did that's exactly what so you're talking about. We flipped up so the dictionary, bad. and we're like, and yeah. that one, and that's the one. one huh? I don't even remember what the definition is anymore, but you can look it, it up. Uh, hashtag Dear America. If you look up Skin Flint, let us know. Let me know what. I, I don't it, think that's going to trend. Let, no, yeah. no, probably not. Trend, probably not. But Google. no, that was the first. Uh, I had none the wiser. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Cool matters. Oh, cool that's matters. terrible. That's, that's not, not great. Good. That's not amazing. Uh, the best band I was in, I was pretty proud of the name. It was Three is Fallen. Yeah. That's good. That Anything good. with numbers was good. Three yes. Anything yeah. yeah. was good. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yep. Three Doors Down. Anything with a number was was was, was good. Yeah. Blink-182. Yeah, really. yeah. 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 Exactly, yeah. exactly. They were my favorite, man. Do y'all Blank still sell? Blink-182 was my all-time. Yeah. yeah. Do y'all still sell? So me and my sister saw y'all at Skate Zone in Columbus, Mississippi. Skate Zone. And then Skate. we saw, we, really, we followed really y'all. I, had, I have pictures with y'all, actually. Awesome. Side note. Um, but we were one of the first, like, Little skillets? Do y'all still sell those? Yeah. We do not sell little skillets. Well, anymore. I have one. Maybe yeah, they're worth have, something. Yeah, I, I think they're probably <laughs> worth a ton. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dang it's it. Weird. Where is it? It's right up there with the Michael Jordan rookie card. I, no, I had them. The yeah. little tiny skillets y'all right used to sell. All right, so so let's get into some meat and potato stuff here. All right, let let's get into Hit some me, serious things. Oh, so, I'm, I'm ready. So, <laughs> so so I promise we wouldn't go political. So I'm not going to go political. All right, but but there's a lot of people you you have you have stepped out a little bit lately uh, in regards to Christianity right. and things like that. And so there's a lot of people that wrote. I love the fact that John is speaking out on Christian issues uh does he plan on continuing a lot of people wanted you to expand on the cnn article that you recently just put your thoughts about um and and so we have had this conversation a lot that i believe that one of the worst things that ever happened to the church is uh the the 
501c3 thing, the tax exemption. Because what it did, it was originally meant to like separate church from state and all this stuff. But what it did was it kind of put a muzzle on the church and pastors and all this stuff. I see. Because, because basically, because it's 501c3, they're like, well, you know, you really can't talk about this. Yes. Because if you talk about this, then you could lose your 501c3, like abortion and things like yeah. that. Because and even we the, just saw in the debates this week. Yeah, with, exactly. With uh, Beto and Exactly. Stuff, right? Okay. I'm, and I'm, I'm trending with you now. I forgot it was called. 501 501c3 yeah that's yeah. what yeah. it's called but I'm yeah, yeah. Ta- ta- tax exemption status for churches got it and i just think that it actually just i mean it really crippled the church's ability to inf- do i believe there should be a separation be- between church and state yes but i do think that it's our responsibility as christians to remind everybody hey if you're a christian this is what you should be standing for and, right. and so mm-hmm. i guess I would love for you to say why you felt the need to start speaking speaking out about mm-hmm. those those issues, and yeah, I mean, do you see that as something that you may want to continue to sure. do? Have you have you faced any backlash over it? I mean, all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, all right. So yes, I want to continue doing that. Yeah, I assume I'll I'll probably be ramping that up even more. I assume um, it's an interesting thing for me because when I first started twenty years ago, yeah. I was a bit more vocal, like, this is a little reminiscent of then. I'm going to share something that maybe not everybody will care about. Do it. <laughs> this yeah. is really entertaining. Yes. You'll Sweet. hate this. Love it. <laughs> I, I, think that, I think some people will like this. When I first started, I would share things like this from stage, whatever, and I just found that, that, that the Christian music industry was not accepting of what I was saying. I felt they were almost offended, almost like... Hmm. Dude, you're getting way too intense. And I would get on stage and be like, look, we're going to play this song for you guys. This song is called, you know, X, Y, or Z. And I would say, this song is about the fact that Jesus is either everything or he is nothing. Right. And then people would be like all offended. Well, then the next artist would come on after us and be like, yo, we're going to have a party for Jesus. Everyone and then everybody's Jesus. singing. Yeah. yeah, I'm like. But that's why I loved you. In the early days, I remember you doing that. Y'all. Yeah. I love that. Well, I think the people that liked it really liked it. Oh, yeah, it. okay. Well, that makes but, me. Which were the awesome people. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. The right. amazing ones. Those were the right people. <laughs> the right yeah, people. The correct. But I just found that we were getting less gigs. We were, And ah. we didn't have a, people were like, you're just offending people. And you're making people. And I felt that the church the church just wasn't into it. And so I was like, all right, I'm, I'm making people mad. Maybe there's a better way to get my message across. And what I think has happened over this last 20 years is that the church has been trying to make young people happy mm-hmm. by, I, in my view, not speaking truth and not speaking out about issues that the Bible seems to be pretty clear about. Right. And because they're like, hey, we don't want to be too offensive and i mean it's not every single week there's a new article that comes out from millennials saying this is why we're leaving the church they never listen to our ideas and we're all gone and and the church and so i think the church's response to that has been we don't need to be so black and white about truth and love people and so a lot of churches in my view boiled it down to this love god with all your heart and love people and that's all that really matters i agree but if you don't teach what it means to love god then people just attribute their own ideas of love to what Jesus is into, you Mm -hmm. know? So they go, well, this is what love means to me, and I know God is love, so therefore Jesus must be into X, Y, or Z. Right. And so what really was hard for me 
is that I go on tour with a lot of Christian artists. Some are amazing and love God, and I'm and I really respect them. Some of them, I'm like, I am not sure that you're saved. We talk about the Lord, and I'm like, yeah, I don't think that you are, but you're the worship pastor for the for the the, the, the tour. It's right. kind of weird, right? Yeah. And I found myself talking and. I, would, I try to talk to younger people about what the, the word says on the road sometimes, and they just don't want to hear it. Yeah. And I started noticing there's this bizarre trend of people that are like, oh, no, I'm totally into Jesus. I just don't really believe in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so I started going, okay, this is a new thing. Yep. This is yeah. a new thing that we're seeing in yeah, society. That, that, that kind of, those two things kind of go hand in hand with each other. Kind of weird. Yeah. To me, it, to me, it is the spawn of postmodernism, uh-huh. of, of how postmodernism has taken over. Now we're seeing academia, of course, yep. um, social Jordan media Peterson? culture. Jordan Peterson fan? Yes, I yeah. am. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and you're seeing it everywhere now. Yeah. Now that is coming into the church, too. Like, hey, yeah. God is love, and we can all have different ideas of what that means. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, you know what? If this costs me fans, I don't even care. This, yeah. Is, yeah. this is too much, and the, and the church is not doing her job. And I just thought, I'm going to write something. Might cost me fans. I don't even really care. But the amazing thing happened was I wrote something, and then it's like the sleeping majority of Christians in America were like, hey, I've been thinking that too. We've been talking about it at dinner. I've been talking to my pastor about that. You tapped into my whole business model there. (laughs) No, no. no. It's true, right? We discovered something very similar when we started doing all of this stuff. You know, we couldn't really figure out why. It was uh, taking off the way that it was, and and people talk to us all the time, and we realized that on the political side that we live in such a toxic political environment that people truly feel like shackled, if you will, like they cannot right. say what they really want to say because they'll lose their job. Right. That they might be honestly even even spouses like yeah. feel like oh, they yeah. can't even talk about it because their spouse is complete opposite. You know, the world has has uh, shrunk in the past 20 years, especially where now it's not uncommon from someone from lower Alabama to marry someone from New York City. And you want to talk about two completely different worlds meeting yeah. now. And that's where this whole we'll say it for you thing kind of started. And, and I think you tapped into that a little bit because mm-hmm. there are a lot of Christians that are sick of this tiptoeing around kind of thing. I got in trouble on Twitter a couple months ago. Go Shocking. Uh, <laughs> I said I said something along the lines of, you know, Jesus Jesus doesn't care about your feelings. Jesus cares about you knowing the truth. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? That's and, right. And, yeah. and, and, you know, when it comes to the eternal soul and, you know, where are you headed when this is all over? Your feelings don't matter in that. You know, yeah, I mean, you, right. you either know the truth or you don't. Now, as Christians, once we know the truth and we accept Jesus into our heart, then it is our obligation to love as Jesus loved, right? Right. But loving someone is not agreeing with someone. In oh, fact, yeah. truly loving someone is actually that person that'll tell you, hey, buddy, you are you are jacking it up right, right now, and you it's need exactly to fix yourself right. immediately. So many people are concerned about tiptoeing around those hard issues now. And I think it's just fear. Like, the church seems to be afraid. I do think that that, that that's the case. I think the church is kind of like, I think that the church is full of mainly really great people. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, I which agree. I think we, we, you know, most people kind of agree on. 
But I think that a lot of people don't know what to do. Yeah. And we don't have, like, relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and for instance, I think, as you just said, I think there's really wonderful good faith arguments to have. Of course. Whether it's on politics. Yeah. Right? Everybody, literally everybody that works for me is is fairly hyper-liberal, uh, <laughs> atheist, agnostic. <laughs> uh, out of my 15 employees, you know, well over half of them. We wouldn't agree on anything about anything, <laughs> but we're we're best friends. And I right, think yeah. there's good faith in the church, whether it's about the issues you mentioned. There are things that we can talk about. I think what we're missing a lot of times is the relationship aspect. Right. And because social media and everybody wants like their little their little bite, they want to say, well, are you OK with ABC? And like, I'm not here to. To, to, to tell you what you're yeah. doing is wrong. I'm here to say that what we're all doing is wrong. <laughs> That's yeah. the point. Yeah. And then in, in relationship, I think you can begin to have those conversations. Yeah. And there are tons of things to talk about. I'm always like, man, there's so much to... Nobody ever asked me, uh, well, John, do you have a problem with pre, uh, premarital sex? Well, John, do you have a problem with uh, smoking cigarettes? You know, nobody asked me those kind of things. Yeah. They just want these trigger things. Yeah. And right. I'm like, That's not even the point. The point is, is in church, we should have relationships my, my pastor talks to me about the way i raise my kids yeah. you know in a in a in a relational way yeah so john what do you th- what do you think about that do you think you should spank him or not we talk about yeah. it you know and so i think that the church could be doing a better job i do think we're afraid and i don't think that's good yeah and, and I, I don't think that christians should feel that we need to apologize for god yeah he's right right and i think the church is also failing sorry churches but on relational like I love mega churches, I do, but I mean yeah. God started community churches, and I'm for. I mean I went to a mega church, I'm fine, but I think they're failing on the relational aspect a lot of times too. So we go to church, but there's no community there, yeah. and you need community. Yeah, and not just in the church. I think I think that it's all that's uh, that's also I think an effect of just culture. Oh, it yeah. is. People Social media, you don't have to go out, yeah. you don't know your neighbors anymore. Yeah, yeah. so you know you can uh, to me. Uh, I do know what you're saying. For me, I found it's easier to have relationships in a, a smaller church. But yes. I have friends who, you know, are uh, pastors at massive churches, and he's like, "Dude, we've got so many small groups, and uh, we have home groups, and we have this. And if you want relationship, it's here to be had. Yeah. But people don't like to be challenged. They yeah. don't. They don't right. like somebody going. That's true too. Well, what about this? So yeah. I, I think you're right. I think that. There's a difference between accepting somebody and like endorsing somebody. Agreed, yeah. I think there's issues on both sides. Uh, like like Alyssa made a good point, and I agree with mm-hmm. it. But then you also made a good point mm-hmm. as well. You get these people that come into church expecting it like full service catering, like five star restaurant type experience, right? <laughs> right? I mean, you know, like you didn't greet me at the door the right way, or or nobody, you know, I, only three people shook my hand, and, and as big as this church is, seven people should have shook my hand, you know. <laughs> at least. And, yeah, at least. at least. You know, do you know who I am? You know, that kind of thing. And, and, and it just seems to be, and again, I promise I wouldn't get political, and I'm not, but, but I think that that can transfer into basically everything across our society now is that everybody just expects things and and they just it's it's this entitlement generation it's this entitled just mindset that we're in you know well you need to accept me like this or i think this way so you need to change what you're doing yes to facilitate me my world yeah. in the way i view the world exactly exactly yeah. I think and then if right. you don't you're a bad person well it's if like, you yeah. don't if you don't then i hate you yeah now yeah. 
that's the that to me is the biggest difference of all oh, this me stuff. too you know i said it millions of times the agree to disagree is gone if if we disagree politically now we have to be enemies of each other yes it's 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 worse it's worse than it than you know uh traditional religion yeah right like there are more christians and muslims who are friends in america today the Republicans and oh, Democrats, I yeah. oh, and yeah. it's kind of like guys, you know. Um, I, I do think that that people have an, a misunderstanding of what love is, yeah. as you just mentioned. Love is serving someone, right. and love is going. No matter what you do, I'm I'm going to love you, and it's not about what I need; it's about what you need. Yeah. And people get worked up about stuff. I can't stand the uh, what you just said. I can't stand that about society, man. Yeah. yeah well, we deal with it every day in, yeah. in our job. Like people uh, call you and I a Nazi, a racist. You're not, obviously. Yeah. My you, manager's black. Yeah. <laughs> the but, guy that's actually in charge of yeah, me is a black you a racist. You don't, he's yeah. not the one calling you a racist. Yeah. No, 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 he's no, not calling good. me a racist. No, but no. You, don't, you don't negotiate with racists or Nazis, right? No. So the yeah. left, when they see the right as racist, yeah. there's no conversation there. Yeah. That's evil. Well, I will say, in, in my view, yeah, the left is winning. They're winning the, uh, like the word battle, if yeah. you will. Yeah. And, it used to be one thing that I used to couldn't stand about religious people 20 years ago when I was growing up um, is like uh, there's a Christian artist. I don't even remember who, but what played at one of the I think it may have been when Bill Clinton had won an got, inauguration. Thing. Yeah. yeah. And a Christian artist played and all the Christians were like, how dare he's, he's going to hell. And yeah. I was just like, wow. guys, like, yeah. you know, we're now. not allowed to have like friends. I'd play for any president. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting that out there. I don't care who they are. It's the president. Oh, DJT, yeah. if you're listening. But we talked uh, about that. Yeah. Even, even, you know, we didn't agree with a lot of Obama, and we didn't vote for Obama. Yeah. But he was still our commander-in-chief, so yeah. I respected our commander-in-chief. I would play for Obama any Oh, day sure. I would have met him. You never yeah. would have threatened him. Or and exactly. Yeah. Like, there is yeah. a level yeah. of respect that just President Obama has invited you to the White House. I'm not going. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that Whatever, get, no, I'm going. I, yeah, I think that Christian people used to be really bad like that yeah, and, yeah. And, and I think that that they're getting a little bit more like open to the idea of, of loving other kinds of people yeah now we're seeing something in my view that's a little bit from the other side which is actually very religious whether it's even atheistic or not but it's right. a, it's a real it's like a religious zeal that, that that you have to win the game so by calling you a or you actually not you he's a yeah. nice one well, he's yeah. associated. you a racist I'm the, yeah i'm the i'm the horrible one you yeah. got to call you the worst thing there is yeah so because obviously nobody would sit down and have a coffee with hitler that yeah you yeah. know so yeah. they're, they're yeah. kind of winning that game and i think that it's a social media game yeah. partially and i don't think it's good for society I think it, it's really bad yeah it is well mm. I, I think that i think that yeah, Jake's giving me the, wrap uh, the the wrap it up finger. I think that it is this world where we live off clips of people, right? Yeah, that's so right. So you get, uh, you know, people think that I'm this highly, like, high-level person, uh, when in reality, I'm normally the quietest guy in the room, normally, most of the time. Uh, yeah, no. I'm just kidding. Calmest guy in the room. Let me put Calm. it that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Calmest guy in the room. Uh, you know, people expect this, ah, you know, guy all the time. Um, but that's just the part of me that I guess caught on to people. And so people just assume that I'm this brash just person always. And if you really sat down to get to know everyone, you could probably find maybe one 
or two things, you know, that you, you know, agree with people have on. Have in common. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Sure. But, but one of the biggest things now is even if you took your closest friends and you're all, I don't know, conservatives or, or Democrats or whatever, and you tried to solve a major issue like, well, how do we fix health care? You're not going to agree right. with even the, the people that you think that you're most alike. You're, you guys ain't no. going to be able to figure that uh. out. And anyway, I, I just think it's a, a, an interesting place that we're in. And we really appreciate you in your world mm. taking time out of your busy schedule to come on yeah. and, and share sure. some of the cool things. This was a good discussion. And, and I hope that we can do a part two uh, sometime. Yeah, part sometime. Duh. Yeah, part, part duh. Duh. Uh, I want Corey on next time, too. Yes. Another female. Yes. Another uh, female. Now, now, that is something that we do have to do. They A lot of people want in relationship uh, questions, oh. but we shall save that for, for when you and your wife can come <laughs> yes. on the next right. time. Uh, where can people find out? You said you've got three more shows in the state. What, where are those at? And where can people find out what's going on with what's you up with Skillet? and Skillet and all that stuff? Okay. Uh, the easiest thing for Skillet, uh, Instagram, Skillet Music, mm-hmm. uh, website, Skillet.com. Easy to find out. All the tour dates are all on there all the time. My personal is John L. Cooper. You can also find that from the website. Nope. Easy. We're playing two shows in Orlando, Ooh. and uh, off the bat, I cannot remember the other show. But check out, check out all that. Got <laughs> you can go the new record. Uh, yeah, go go on the, the go online. Yeah, this, right. is this is a test. This is a test. Remember when you always have to say www yes, before yes. every yeah. single. Uh, what's the website? www. Yeah. Thankfully, anyway. people finally figured that part out. Yeah, you don't yeah, have to that's say just, that. You know, yeah. I don't need to say that. Yeah. You see, so yeah. it's us. Uh, Skillet.com. Skillet.com. But uh, check it out and uh, new records victorious. And I appreciate so everybody uh, listening. And you know what? Go out. Be nice to some people that aren't like you today. That's right. That sounds go. like a good yeah. play. Hey, like really that. quick. Do you have a favorite song? Do you have a favorite on Victorious? Uh, uh, oh, of, of my own? Uh-huh. The title track, Victorious. That's my favorite okay. from the record. Very I cool. like that one, too. That, that, that's what, yeah. yeah, yeah that, one. That's the one that's on the playlist right now. Victorious. Booyah. There you go. Victoria. Boom. And Savior. Is is probably my all time favorite song. Awesome! I love I love that one. I oh, know we cool. just said we we're going to end it, but I figured that I, I would like throw Anchor. That out there. I like Saturn has his a little more. It. I love that one that off one. the Collide album. The older a I get, a little more is good. Yeah, uh, Hero and Victorious. It's probably the top five. Dang, for, for, for it's me. very eclectic. It, it kind of from thing. lots of records. So yeah, you're going yeah. into deep cuts. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, you you know I'm not playing when I say I'm a skillet yeah, fan. That's right. You know I got this stuff. Anyway, all right, Alyssa, where can they find you? Alyssa Allen on Instagram. And Jake. Producer underscore Jake on Instagram. And I am Graham Allen, but you know that because you're listening to my show. Thanks for so much. For, thanks for so much. It works. Thanks for so, so much for listening uh, to this episode of the Dear America Podcast. And we'll see you again next time. Bye. See you.